Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. The 49th state is home to magnificent mountains, immense glaciers, and massive stretches of wilderness. Alaska is a unique place where people live in close proximity to the natural world. 100 Things to Do in Alaska Before You Die is written by our guests, award-winning travel writer Fran Golden and certified culinary travel professional who lives in Juneau, Alaska, Midgey Moore. The book is just out, and I'm happy to have them here. Welcome, Fran and Midgey. Thank you. Happy to be here, Leah. Okay, let's, there's so much to talk about Alaska, so let's just start with something that most people are interested in right away is cruising. So what are the highlights? Let's start with that. We'll, we'll go into some details, but tell us. Well, the big highlights when you cruise in Southeast Alaska are the glaciers. That's what everybody, you know, if you ask what's your number one thing, you're probably gonna say glaciers, eagles, and bears um, with some variations. But the glaciers are, are best viewed from the water and they're astounding. You're looking at giant walls of ice and with a blue tinge often. And as you're looking, house-sized chunks fall off into the sea. And it's a, a, a visceral experience. You, you hear it, it sounds like thunder. You see it, you feel the spray, you feel the ripples under your ship. And it's just an unforgettable experience. Do you recommend a smaller ship so you can get closer or does it not matter much? Um, you can get a closer view in, in, on a smaller ship, but really you can you can get a magnificent view from a large ship as well. And the captains do an amazing job steering the ship around in circles so that everybody gets a view. So you don't have to like one, run from one side of the deck to the other side. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, so, so small ship, if you want a little more intimate view, they don't get that much closer. I mean, they get closer, but they don't go right up to it because that would be dangerous. Um, you can get a view from a kayak too, um, which I've done in Glacier Bay, which is also amazing. But, but it's, it's no less astounding seeing it from a large ship. Yeah. What are the famous glaciers that, that people should note, Midgey? What, what, what are the names of some of them? Um, in Southeast Alaska, many of the cruise ships will go into the um, Sawyer Glaciers at Tracy Arm, and then they'll go into Glacier Bay. And there is the uh, Margaret Glacier, I believe that's in Glacier Bay. And um, it's and so they do get really close. The difference between Glacier Bay and Tracy Arm is Tracy Arm is really narrow, and you're going to go through this really beautiful narrow passageway where the mountains just go straight up and you're um, very likely to see mountain goats and bears and different wildlife. And then in Glacier Bay, it's just vast. It's huge and wide and big. And so you get two very different experiences doing kind of the same thing. And so it's pretty exciting to be able to go do that. Can the big ships go into Tracy? Yes. They do. Yeah. There's also several glaciers named for East Coast colleges, which is kind of a kick. I heard about that, Harvard and <laughs> Yale and so forth. That's funny. Who, who named them? Do you know? Um, a lot of times they have school children name them. They do contests to name glaciers and things like that. 
Um, and I think probably back in the day, they had, you know, somebody who worked for the state name them or something like that. Like an explorer. Some of them are. Yeah, or, yeah, for sure. Um, and another one that actually, um, there are two others that I think that are must-sees if you come up, is if you do come up on a cruise, you have an opportunity to take a flight scene excursion called Taku Lodge through Wings Airways. And that one will take you um, flying over an ice field, you land on the Taku River and you go in the lodge for this amazing salmon feast. But right across the river is what they call a tidewater glacier where the water and the glacier meet, and that's the hole in the wall glacier. And it's really close to you and it's huge. So it, the views are just magnificent. So you're having this amazing meal. You go out and you just are walking around the grounds and then right across the river is this incredible glacier. And then the second one, which is the most popular thing to do here in Juneau, is the Mendenhall Glacier. And that you can, um, when you come to town, there are dozens of different excursions that you can either book on your ship or book directly, or even just take um, a cab out to, and that to go see the Mendenhall Glacier, where you can do a very easy walk out to the Nugget Waterfalls, which are these huge waterfalls right beside the glacier, and get just incredible views. And a lot of people actually, you can canoe and kayak into that um, Mendenhall Lake, which is the lake in front of the glacier. Sounds so terrific. I, I just like to ask you what tours off a ship would you recommend what are some really interesting ones I mean we all know about certain ones that, that you can do but what are some special ones well I'm going to be biased and say food tours <laughs> because I own the food tour in Juno and our tours are sold on cruise lines so I'll be a little biased there but um, a lot of fun ones too are whale watching um, whale watching in Southeast is spectacular and sport fishing. That is one of the top things people like to do when they come to Alaska is check off their bucket list is to go sport fishing. And so those are fun. And then some of the, the off the beat ones are in Ketchikan. You can go snorkeling, which is one of Fran's favorite things. And I think she could speak to that better than I could. But then um, and in uh, Skagway, there's the train, which is one of the most popular things to do. But then there's also little um, dive bars that you can go into and just hang out with the locals. So there's a lot of different things you can do in each port. Tell me about snorkeling in those icy waters. Oh, it's fantastic. It's actually surprisingly colorful under the sea in Alaska. There are purple and orange and red starfish. Um, there's a salmon going by. They're kind of ugly fish, but they, they might swim by. Um, I've done it out of Ketchikan. I've also done it off of the small ships of Uncruise Adventures. So the last time I did it, I was in the wild and I hung out with an octopus. Oh, my, my favorite, <laughs> my <laughs> octopus teacher, right? <laughs> and it's cold. You know, you're either in a dry suit or a wet suit, depending on the operator. But, you know, then you warm up afterwards. It's not, you're not going to freeze. It's, you know, by cold, it's maybe 60s, not not 30s, you know. Oh, really? So, That's yeah. not that. I would assume this is summer, summer fun. Yeah, I don't, I have never done it in winter. I have done yeah. it in early fall. That was the chilliest, so. Wow. Um, How about I, paddle boarding? Have you paddle boarded around the, the glaciers or the icebergs? The, I have the, kayaked extensively, but I have not paddle boarded. That's something I, that's a skill that I have yet to conquer. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say, you know, with, with the shore excursions, another thing is it's really worth it to get into the sky. Um, mm -hmm. always getting asked, you know, should I spend all this money on a flight scene or a helicopter trip? And the answer is, you know, when's the next time you're going to go to Alaska? <laughs> right? Exactly. So, so 
So it is, it is worth doing it. Um, with helicopters, they can actually land on some of the glaciers and ice fields. You can land on a glacier and go dog sledding or go through a hike, go on a hike through the crevice, you know, seeing the crevices, looking down at crevices. And with the flight seeing, I mean, you fly over glaciers, but also get a really good idea about how these towns you're visiting are totally surrounded by wilderness. So yeah. you're seeing mountains and forests and streams. It, it's really quite amazing. I took a flight seeing trip from Ketchikan. Is it the Tongass Forest there? Tongass National Forest. Yes, it was exquisite. We we went to a, uh, an area where we could see bears all around us, and uh, there was a salmon farm and so forth. It was one of the best tours I ever took. And another one, when I took a helicopter up, I don't know if this is for real, but they said they have a map and they take you to a glacier that has never been walked upon before. Is that true? It could be. It could, could be. be. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't see any beer cans or anything, so I think it might be true. Um, that you would see beer cans. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so many glaciers here, and they could be, you know, maybe it's a part of the glacier that is new. I mean, it's really a fun fact about Juneau. It's the largest, land-wise, largest capital city in the United States, but two-thirds of that is an ice field. So we have 1,200 square miles of ice field. And so you could find all kinds of different new places to flight, sea, and land that no one's gone to before because um, they may be going over to the Herbert Glacier, the Mendenhall Glacier, one of the other ones that's nearby. And so, yeah, that's likely. There's a charming little town called Haynes near Juneau. That's mm -hmm. such a pretty little harbor town. It's, it's very special. Uh, there are lots of little towns like that. Let's talk about the couple of the other towns around the coast. Um, we mentioned, mentioned Ketchikan. I know there are lots of totem poles there. Uh, what else do you see in Ketchikan? Well, Ketchikan is, you know, a lovely little town that's gotten a bit commercialized, um, but there are, there's an amazing totem pole collection. I think one of the best anywhere. Um, so, so to take the time to see them, I recommend you do a guide. Uh, you go with a guide who is, um, an Alaskan native who can really tell you how to look at the totem poles because they're not just works of art. They tell a very significant story. And there's areas outside of Ketchikan where you can go where the elders or other people from the tribes really describe what you're seeing. Yeah. How about Skagway? We mentioned that that's a gold era, gold rush era town. Everybody loves to walk around there and go in the little bars and so forth. And the railroads goes there. Where does that railroad go to? So the White Pass and Yukon route Railroad actually goes up to Canada and it goes through the actual area where these crazy gold miners, the gold rush took place um, in around 1898, 1897, 1898, 1899. And the, and the White Pass actually shows you how crazy they were because you go up these amazing hills and mountains and gulches and, you know, there's, there's dead horse gulch where people discarded their dead horses and mules because so many of them died during the trek to give you wow. an idea. And they're doing this in not like beautiful summer conditions in winter. Yeah. And they're trying to get to the Yukon in Canada for the gold rush. Can you still gold pan? 
You can build okay. pay in a lot of places in Alaska, um, and 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 you know when you're in an area that has gold plant panning, you'll find that the hardware stores even sell the pans. It's kind of a, a cool souvenir, even if you don't go gold. At least pan. you get the pan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's still gold in them Mar Hills. <laughs> How about Sitka? That's the last uh, town. It's very Russian. I think you can see Russia from Sitka, right? No, no. <laughs> at all from 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 Alaska is in the way far Arctic on these very islands um, that you you can you can get to on some luxury cruise ships occasionally go past that area when they're doing these Russian Arctic itineraries but um, no you can't see Russia but there's a strong Russian heritage also again that that really strong um, Alaska Native heritage including beautiful totem poles and a wonderful totem pole park well, it sounds wonderful. We haven't even mentioned uh, whales, eagles, and so much wildlife, but we know it's one of the great places on earth to find uh, wildlife and water animals, especially. So cruising's a winner. How about land? A lot of people do not get to the land part. Uh, just tell us what are com- some of the highlights. I know one is Denali National Park. Tell us about that. Yeah, if you go on a cruise in Alaska and you don't stay for Denali, you really miss something. Um, Because again, you were talking about the wildlife and Denali is kind of like the Serengeti. You know, it's almost like going on safari there because the wildlife just roams freely in this vast park. And then, of course, you on a clear day, you get views of, of Denali, the tallest mountain in North America, which is so tall that it's shrouded in its own weather system. So it's yeah. often cloudy. The day I was there, the guide was so excited. I don't think he had seen it in three months and we saw the whole thing. So it was really exciting to watch him. Uh, I want to mention Fairbanks because of the Northern Lights. I, I was up there and uh, I just thought the Northern Lights, I had seen them other places. I thought they were so spectacular. There was so much purple and every night they were excellent. Is, is there, there's a reason I, I read about it, but I'm not sure what it is, but I think if people want to see Northern Lights, that's about as sure as you can get if you go in the, in the cooler months, correct? Yeah, Fairbanks is a hot spot for it. Absolutely. And one of the things that we actually talk about in the book is um, seeing the Northern Lights, but also um, the Chena Hot Springs, because there's nothing more Alaskan than sitting in a hot spring and looking up and seeing these this amazing painting in the sky. Um, it's just so mind blowing. It's just it's very surreal and beautiful. It's actually, I took and I, it's crazy. You know, I, I did it last year. Uh, well, right before COVID. And um, I'm sitting there and it's like minus 30 degrees outside. And I'm looking at the night sky and my body is warm in the hot springs, but my hair is completely frozen. Yeah, yeah, frost, <laughs> frost all over your hair. You know, my, my vision is of those snow monkeys in Japan <laughs> who are sitting with the ice on their face. But that's really nothing to be said there. Uh, so to get there, there's a rail. I know I took a railroad from uh, Anchorage up to Fairbanks. Is that the the one everybody takes, right? There must just be the one line. Alaska Railroad, yeah. yeah. It was very comfortable, very nice. And I do recommend it. I think it's, if you can do both, it's it's really a, a perfect trip. Now, um, I just would like to ask each of you, you have a hundred places in your book of things to do. I would like to ask each of you 
of five of your favorite things in your book to do. That would give us 10 <laughs> to start. <laughs> Rand, you go first. Oh, I go first? Okay. Go first. Well, so I'm kind of the wild child um, between us in that I like to spend a lot of time outdoors. You know, Midgie's a little more sophisticated. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the book, we, I give you some of my favorite places to go kayaking. I definitely expound on snorkeling. Um, my personal wish list right now, I haven't been there, but we do feature it in the book, is getting up to the Arctic where there are sand dunes in Kobuk National Park. I heard about that. How is <laughs> that possible? Sand dunes in Alaska. I've seen the snow. I've been up north and I've been up above the Arctic Circle in winter. So I've seen, you know, the snow and experienced minus 50 degrees. But now I want to see the, be warm in the sand dunes. Um, I love dive bars. And my favorite is Keto's Cave in Petersburg, which is a major fishing capital. And you'll, you'll definitely hang out with fishermen and hear their True tales and their tall tales. <laughs> is that near any any city, any town that we would it's know? Petersburg. It's near Petersburg. It's near Petersburg. Petersburg yeah. Okay. Um, where there's a very strong Norwegian heritage, as a matter of fact. Um, other sort of just discoveries, I've lost track of how many I've had, but other discoveries that I made during the during writing the book is there's a place in Kodiak Island, you can actually watch rocket launches. They launch rockets from Kodiak Island. You know, some things that you just don't think of Alaska. And to bring it more home to Alaska, outside of Fairbanks, there's a reindeer ranch where you can go hiking with reindeer, but you can also do yoga with reindeer. Oh, I've heard of yoga with goats. This yeah. is this is yeah. reindeer. Okay. They're bigger and they're more Alaskan. <laughs> but they don't get on your back, I hope. No, they don't get on your back, but they're very gentle and lovely. And, it, you know, it's a beautiful experience being with them. Well, that's interesting for sure. Midgey, what about you? So my five are a little bit different because I do enjoy more of the food, wine, the, the dining scene and things like that. There are certain Alaskan experiences that I love. Top of my list is whale watching. Um, we list, uh, um, the importance of whale watching and, and, uh, when you're, especially if you're coming on a cruise ship that, um, you might see whales from your ship, but their ship is not going to stop and let you really embrace that moment where whale watching charter companies take you right to the whales. You'll get to see bubble net feeding if it's the right time of year. And oftentimes you'll see the baby whales with the mamas and it's just amazing. So that's one of my favorite things to do. The other one is sport fishing. I'm married to a charter captain, so we, I love fishing. I really love to eat it. I love to catch it. And I think that's tons of fun. And then um, one of the ones that I haven't been able to do yet, but I actually had so much fun writing is I want to go to ADAC and see the unofficial uh, smallest national forest. Um, they uh, It was built uh, or planted um, back in World War II, when their commanding officer was trying, they were there for the war and the commanding officer was trying to bring a little joy to his troops. So he had them plant these trees and they decorated them as Christmas trees. And if you've been to ADAC, it's pretty, it's hilly and rocky, but not a whole lot of trees there. And it's very, very windy. Um, and so it's really kind of cool. Uh, I would love to see that. My husband has been to ADAC and he was just like, yeah, there's a little forest. It's weird. It's like 25, 30 trees. It's tiny little now. Like a bonsai forest. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. So that's three. Um, my one that I do get to do is um, go to my favorite bar in Juneau called The Narrows, which was an old dive bar. And it was purchased by a young man who was a local kid, grew up here. 
And he and his dad completely stripped it down and redid it, made it into this beautiful high-end cocktail bar. And he serves cocktails with glacier ice. And he actually, there's a job here called an ice wrangler, and he hires ice wranglers to go out and wrangle icebergs, and he uses that ice in his cocktails. That and is old ice. That is old ice. And so that's to say terrible. you are having a, you know, a cocktail with ice that's a thousand years old, you're really like literally drinking in Alaska. And then the last thing I think would be, because um, I am a foodie and that's what I do is eat local and drink local. We have so many distilleries and bars throughout the state and, or, and um, breweries. And so you can really have a wonderful time experiencing Alaska. And I would recommend Big Swig Tours out of Anchorage, which um, takes you on the Alaska Railroad up to Talkeetna. And you see all the beautiful sights and scenery and everything. And then on your way back, you're in a um, a private van and they stop at four different microbreweries and you get to taste real Alaskan beer brewed by real Alaskans. The difference between Alaskan beers and um, and especially the distilleries is that they forage a lot of ingredients from our rainforests and from the surrounding areas. So you might get spruce tips, you might get um, um, Labrador tea and all these different herbs and things that grow here in Alaska. So again, you're drinking in the state. And I think that's such a wonderful way to experience Alaska. Sounds fabulous. Let me just ask you, the name of the podcast is Places I Remember. I've already asked you some of your favorite things. Do either of you have a very favorite thing you want to share? You go first. Uh, I'm gonna- we talked about my favorite, our favorite Alaska story. So my favorite Alaska story, I'm, of course, you know, going off on my own, which you have to be careful. You know, I'm off a cruise ship. I'm in Skagway. I'm hiking to see a glacier lake. So I'm hiking straight uphill to see this, turns out, beautiful, clear glacier lake. And I like to blame the height for this little misunderstanding, but I get around the lake and I see a creature that I'm pretty sure is a wolf. (laughs) And as the creature comes closer to me, I I was with a couple of friends, I start freaking out and I start seeing the red riding hood wolf, you know, completely (laughs) teeth and everything. And um, my friends and I decide, you know, we know that if you see a bear, you're supposed to gather together to make noise. So we gather together and we're making noise and we're throwing rocks against trees and banging sticks and shouting. And the wolf keeps coming closer. And then from behind the wolf comes a woman. And around this point, we realize that our wolf has dog tags. (laughs) And she says, what's the matter? Did you see a bear? (laughs) Sure, you bet we did. I have to say that many, many years ago, I was um, an army wife and we were stationed at Fort Wainwright, Alaska, which is in Fairbanks. And I had moved there from Georgia. So I had not been in cold weather for a very long time. And it was in February and it was 70 below. It was a little, little chilly. But um, I had a job where I used to um, do singing telegrams in character. And so I was uh, my husband at the time was picking me up and driving me home from one of my little singing things. And as we're looking or we're and it's pitch black and we're looking, we're driving home. I look out the window and I see this, this stuff in the sky, these, these colors. And I was like, pull over, pull over, pull over. So he pulls over and the sky just came to a light with these beautiful colors and ribbons and they were swaying and it was almost musical. And it was my first time seeing the Northern Lights. 
And I, to this day, and this was over 30 years ago, to this day, I can still feel that feeling of awe and magic and wonder when um, people talk about it, because I was like, I know, I know. And it's very difficult to describe. You need to see it for yourself. Yeah, I think it's probably number one on everybody's bucket list today. Yeah. I, yeah. I say too, if you can do it, try to try to see them. I have a little story. It's very short, but uh, you were talking about talk. Kalkitna is that the name I don't pronounce it right but it's a very quirky little community which brews beer it's very pretty you can go kayaking and it was lovely but the highlight was when I got to meet the mayor and you might have met the mayor as well but you can't do that anymore unfortunately because Mayor Stubbs is no longer with us and the mayor was a cat yeah and uh, uh, he was a very he's my favorite politician I think I've ever met but I, I remember that. That's a favorite memory of Alaska. Look, it's been terrific. Boy, it's one of the great places in the world to travel to. And your book, 100 Things to Do in Alaska Before You Die, is available wherever books are sold. I want to thank you, Fran Golden, Midgey Moore. We have learned the best of Alaska, and I think everybody wants to go immediately. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Um, they can also buy it from us directly at our website, 100thingsalaska.com. Um, and if they do, one of us will autograph it for you. So um, we're super excited about that, but truly appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit why we love Alaska so much and why writing this book was just such a joy for us. It was really a labor of love. You know, I don't live there, but I've been there more than 25 times. I'm a little bit addicted to Alaska. Yeah, it's, it's a great place. It's just one of my very favorite places. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember, so follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, placesiremembereleahlane.com, and keep making your own travel memories.